Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the much lower taxed East Edina, also not as good a cake. Welcome to the Soda Pod. State of Hoppy here, soon to be joined by Spoke Z and several other content producers of the Minnesota Wild. Well, you all probably know them from the Twitter sphere. Uh, thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Never again. Will we be coming to you from the Wildwoods of Vancouver Island? Because the absence of Isha Jerome here today for the all-important Minnesota Wild season preview is due to his preparations for relocation. That is right, Isha, unless we see differently, um, I, I guess I won't believe it until it happens, Isha will be here in the state of Minnesota a week from now. Pretty big deal. Um Knowing him, though, there will probably be some things that go wrong along the way. Maybe he gets a little bit delayed. Um, but let me bring in here, uh, finally joined after uh, Z, what you described to me as, well, fight, I guess, delaying your arrival. Care to share? Um, Yeah. Uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, run into the store real quick to grab something. And, uh, I'm like walking up like, oh, yeah, it's big fan of this weather. It's real nice. I'm just going to pop in real quick. And there is a just a brawl going on, like right by the door, like just two guys throwing absolute bombs at each other outside of a fucking 7-Eleven at seven o'clock on a Sunday. Um, I couldn't even like sneak around them either. Like there was right by the door. I was like, come on, fellas, like, fuck, take this to the fucking parking lot. Like I got shit to do uh so eventually i got in there but yeah that caused a little delay uh unexpected unforeseen um so that was just great but yeah no we're here now but yeah just a little <laughs> a couple guys chucking absolute fucking hammers at each other and I, I won't say no fault of your own because i mean there, there's definitely been times where there's been uh snafus with you just knowing when to be on time but a lot yep. of times it is just random shit like this that causes it uh well We'll just say you get delayed. And yeah. I, I went into this like 15 minutes before this was supposed to start. We wrapped up uh, the start of a project that I'll let you tease here in a second, Z. But I literally told myself, I'm like, okay, what should I use that tree overlay when Z doesn't show up and I'm here by myself? Good call. But uh, hey, you cannot control people fighting at the 7-Eleven. Although choosing to live in I'd Boston love to be able to. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be able to get them to not do that while I'm trying to walk in there. Well, real quick, before we do the rundown, do you want to give a little tease to what hopefully we'll be kicking out here in the next week or so um, along the lines of the 2023 draft? Yeah, so we did our first uh, attempt here at doing a little bit of a series as the year goes on for some 2023 draft uh, prospects, um, kind of just doing like a video breakdown. Uh, I'm trying to keep it to around 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I think the first one, shockingly, we went a little bit longer. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just profiling one player. Um, 
kind of giving a rundown things i like about them um some of the stuff that i look for when i'm looking at these guys before their draft year and then um yeah we'll see where it goes from here but it was fun to uh do the first one drop a little adam fantilli uh video i think they'll get better as they go on still a little bit of a a rough draft there but um no it's exciting though for sure and quick rundown then everybody so what we're looking at here today is full wild season preview going through well what we know the lines to be as of today things we like things we don't looking at the october schedule for the wild as well uh before we do that though want to give a quick shout out to the brewery that everyone knows has been such a great supporter and partner of the of the soda pod back channel brewing they actually last night hosted the Benjamin Bash, and they did this with like three food trucks and live music featuring Chris Kelly live. I don't know if there's any people on the west side of the cities that see him all the time at Mario's out in Watertown. People maybe see him at Tom Reed's all summer on Wednesdays. But uh, Chris, actually a friend of mine, ran into him at the show last night and found out that he's actually a devout Soda Pod listener and didn't even realize that I was on it because I don't use my name. Thank you, Isha. But hmm. everyone, check him out if you can. If you see any of his events popping up, awesome guy. Big, big Minnesota Wild fan and actually probably has the most impressive jersey collection of anyone I've ever met or talked to. We'll bring him on here in the next couple of weeks and he can talk through it himself. But that Benjamin Bash, all proceeds are going towards funding scholarships for cancer research at the University of Chicago in memory of Ben McAllister. If you want to learn more, Head to benjaminbash.com, and anyone interested in donating can do so through Venmo to at benjaminbash. That's B-E-N-J-A-M-M-I-N, Bash. Again, great stuff over there from the folks at Back Channel. Anyone that wants to check that out and is willing and able to contribute, awesome. But anyone that can spread awareness, all is good as well. Um, now, on the other side... We'll take a look at this year's forward group to kick off the 2022-2023 season for the Minnesota Wild. Our focus today is men who have had unsuccessful plastic surgery. And Enter Peaches All-American Sweepstakes with oh, a grocery man. price of $50 or more. Might as well just hit this bowl. What's good, everybody? As promised, we have here joining us the regulars. I got to imagine you guys are some of the like most frequented regulars here on yeah, the Soda Pod. Just a, a safe bet. The Avengers yeah. cast. Oh, my God. To the God. few of you that I, haven't seen them. What? I heard that you had been growing a beard. But <laughs> yeah, holy, holy shit. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I'll say. God damn. That thing it's is full as fuck, dude. <laughs> i just got to get a little like i got to get a little length to it now like you mm. do not that is a beautiful beautiful little beard thank you now last time he jumped on with us he said he wanted to go full gandalf so he's got a ways to go for that oh if you're going full gandalf then yeah you're not there yet but you're also too dark for that something to strive for the first with... time that you've ever been told that you're yeah. too dark for something 
All right. To pivot out of that as quickly as possible. Okay. That, that Those of you who haven't seen them here before or new to the Soda Pod, Seth Topol of Locked On Wild and our boy Big Dev of Wild Takes. Ish always likes to say 10K takes, but yeah. yes, he actually covers the wild on a podcast. Damn right I do. What's going on, boys? I, I, I imagine we're all pretty jacked up. Uh, well, I don't know, Seth, you actually told me that yesterday was the season opener for the Wild, right? Oh, my God. Was it not? <laughs> we're 1-0, baby. The regular season started Friday. Second to only the Nashville Predators in the Central Division, and that's how it's going to stay. <laughs> Two points on the season. Let's rock. In fairness, I can understand that confusion. Like, why yeah, would they yeah. have games overlapping preseason shit but it, it is what it is pretty, it also just pretty plainly says preseason game when has but, that ever stopped anybody i don't know yeah right because everyone knows how to read you have to be literate to be a sports fan <laughs> i was told there would be no reading <laughs> <laughs> holy shit all right boys let, let's jump into things here uh let's talk about the forward depth chart here for the minnesota wild we've seen some juggling throughout the preseason but i mean end of the day we all kind of had a good idea of where things were going to land for the top two lines but want to hear from you guys here what we know of late is we've got the caprizov hartman zuccarello line intact we see tyson jost slotted in with that currently labeled second line with uh Ak and felino and then where it gets interesting is we got Freddie Goudreau with Sam Steele and Matt Boldy and a fourth line that I'm sure Z's just going to go nuts on here. We got Dewar Duhame centered by Rossi. What mm. a fucking electric line that could be. Um, boys, I mean, what stands out here? Like, what do you like? What do you dislike? We'll kick it off with you, Seth. You know, I, I look at it, and obviously there are only two lines that were really going to be impacted by changes coming into the year. Granted, there was going to be somebody on the grief line filling in for Greenway till he was ready. I think it just speaks to how much this coaching staff likes what Sam Steele brings to this lineup. A lot of people clamoring for Marco Rossi to be that 2C right off the bat. And here's where I'm at with that. I think it makes way more sense to start him on that fourth line and let him play his way into an elevated role because if you put him on that bottom line to start, you can absolutely reward him for good performance by elevating him in the lineup. If you start him at line two, if he doesn't, if it takes him a little while to kind of get his legs under him, the only spot that you can go is back down in the lineup. And so I think it just is the optics of it. It, I mean, it's not going to make a huge deal to him. He's playing on this team, but the optics of it, I think it looks way better if he fights for more time and eventually replaces Sam Steele on that line, as opposed to starting him there and having him have to uh, jump back down in the lineup. I think that's fair. Could, I mean, couldn't agree yeah. more. I, I really, I couldn't agree more. Uh, listen, I have been on the Marco Rossi hype train since the moment he was drafted when I yelled on this very podcast, uh, Billy G, I want to kiss you on the mouth uh, after seeing him get drafted. And it the hype train has not stopped no matter what. So I've been all in on this, but everything Seth just said is 100% correct. Like, and also like, 
that fourth line is going to rip. They're going to be so fun to watch and they're going to just absolutely, it's going to be so fun to watch, um, you know, what happens. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many games Sam Steele's played, but Marco Rossi has played two in the NHL. So like it, there's going to be some growing pains, you know, it, it's, it's extremely, extremely unlikely that he is going to just slot in and, you know, have like a hundred point season as a rookie. That That's just not realistic, but what is realistic is him getting better and better throughout the year and, you know, adapting to the game and figuring out how it's played at, uh, at this level. Cause it's faster, bigger, stronger, all that good stuff um, than anything that he's ever done before. Let's complete the Rossi round table. What do you think Z? Yeah. I don't know why everyone's losing their marbles over him, not being in the top six. Like it makes <laughs> no sense to me as if like now that he's starting on the fourth line, he'll never move up ever. Like, Especially with this team, famously does not change lines ever. And like, <laughs> also, uh, it's important to remember, like, the uh, even if he was that, like, the lineup isn't set. You're not, you don't have Jordan Greenway yet, right? So, like, mm-hmm. there's still going to be changes that'll be made. Like, I think putting him in between Dewar and Duhem, um, you know, he's got familiar familiarity with Dewar. He's played a lot with him in Iowa. Um, and there's not going to be a whole lot of pressure for that line to contribute tons and tons of offense, right? Like they're not going to lean on to be a second line center who's chipping in almost a point per game. Um, I do think eventually you'll see him on the same line as Matt Boley at some point this year, because those two together, it's a joke. Like they're so good, but um, I think a lot less pressure. And also with that fourth line, like if, if he starts down there, then he's not going to get, very tough matchups right like so especially at home they can kind of manipulate who those guys get thrown out on the ice against um and it's kind of a way somewhat of easing them into uh, a full-time nhl role but um you know we've seen this before the wild also like to roll all four lines it's not like he's me playing six seven eight minutes a night those guys are going to be playing meaningful minutes though all of them will be chipping in on the penalty kill too because rossi's an excellent defensive center um so it's not a problem at all. And also like Sam Steele, good for him. I want to see him get get more looks than he got in Anaheim in more like offensive roles or whatever, given more prime ice time. So I don't have any problem whatsoever with Rossi's playing in between Dewar and Duhem. I think that's actually gonna be a really fun, fun line to watch. Um, a lot of that having to do with the fact that Brandon Duhem might be the funniest player in the NHL. <laughs> well, and I think people kind of we put the cart before the horse because we saw Rossi with Zuccarello and Kaprizov in the preseason, and it clicked because it's Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Marco Rossi is good in and of himself. Ryan Hartman exists. Ryan Hartman had a great season last year. Ryan Hartman is not just going to fall completely off the face of the earth. And so this want to put him in one of those two lines because that's what he is supposed to be at some point, like – me saying everybody just kind of calm it down <laughs> just a little yeah i mean yeah ryan hartman had what 33 even strength goals last year like he's gonna he's he's sticking around fair enough and we're gonna welcome in the fearless leader there for dev's establishment we got our boy boss man from 10k takes what's going on man uh, what's up, fellas? I'm hungover as fuck, and uh, I'm down a lot of money on NFL today. So um, it's seven thirty. It's so yeah, it's yeah. Sunday. Yeah, 
7:30. It's 6:20 for them. I'm still. I'm still oh, I'm, true. Yeah, yeah. Carry I'm, the one. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> celebrating the Wilds six and one in preseason because that means something. So it just gave me a reason to just party last night. Mark like preseason it. president's trophy. True, dude. Get hang the banner now. I mean, I if it replaces the wild fans one banner, I'm good. What if we they did preseason that. rewards? That'd be sick. I mean, why would we not? Okay, hear me out. I have an idea. And we're forming this in real time, so, like, you know, bear with me. But whoever has the best record at the end of the preseason gets bumped up one draft spot at the end of the year, and whoever has the worst is the one that, like, they get bumped down. I'm in. Or why don't why don't we just Big automatically swap. get into the second round Big of the swap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you get a bye for sure. Uh, yeah, first round bye. I like that. First <laughs> I like that a lot. The wild. I don't know if there would be a team gunning harder in the preseason <laughs> the wild. There's no way. Other than the Maple Leafs, maybe. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh That's a can you imagine point. That has to be the last game of the preseason every year, too. The, the Leafs Wild against the Wild. Wild versus Leafs for a first-round buy. And another televised scores, preseason game. Another scores, the Toronto Maple Leafs won their preseason opener 24-1. to It's like they're really out to prove it this year. <laughs> they have not rested a single starter all preseason. They're really in for this. Austin Matthews played 40 minutes. <laughs> Finishes with a stat line of 12 <laughs> shots, nine goals, and six assists. Oh, Dude, I love how their baseball team is following suit, too. Do you guys see how bad of a lead they blew last night? Yeah. Oh, did you so, see the video going around of Matthews throwing out that first pitch? Like, oh, he tossed them everything that <laughs> happened to the Leafs. Oh, <laughs> yep. No. Just screwed them over. Oh, shit, man. I'm no. obsessed with that city. I am obsessed with that city. I... Like the Leafs fans were like, you guys, like, we're not even the ones that make everything about the Leafs. It's everyone else that's obsessed. And I'm like, yeah, I am absolutely obsessed with the Stop Toronto Maple Leafs and then fucking everything up. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, I absolutely love just being obsessed with the Leafs and what they do. And the articles that come out, why Marco Rossi starting on the fourth line of Minnesota is good for the Toronto Maple Leafs fucking playoff hopes. Like, I love that city, dude. It's incredible. And then you just watch them crumble every april and may it's it's phenomenal i'm obsessed with them i don't care Hap- i, don't I will happily the, admit it i don't know what the the uh toronto equal, equivalent of zone coverage is but you just gave them an article <laughs> boom shakalaka <laughs> came to play got my kirk cousins jersey on because god bless we won a football Dude, game. dev you are the only other person i know other than fucking jake who has a kirk cousins jersey <laughs> do you do you have your sandals with some socks on too uh, you know, I'm I'm going barefoot here, but um, what did you going, grill for food? I uh made pumpkin bread muffins. That's what I did. What? Damn. Felt, that felt like the right thing to do for um Christian girl Autumn, which is what I thought Kirk Cousins would appreciate. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Time of year, man. It's my uh, it's my dog's birthday. We decided that like we're gonna really we're gonna really do this, and so I've uh. We're, we're doing it. We're doing the full Kirk Cousins. I, I was at the at the dog bar at 10 a.m. watching watching all the dogs run around. And wait, there's a dog bar where you live. There's not just one. There's like six. That's fucking electric, Spokesy. That sounds like the kind of place that you would hang out at like all day. He's leaving. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah, no. There's like levels. There's liter- There's a dog dive bar, 
then there's like a dog sports bar and then there's like a dog bar that is like it's like fancy and they like pick up your dog shit for you damn that's high class five stars yeah no it's tremendous what are the dogs used to help uh i assume bones but i don't know i've i've uh i've never asked them figured you know let them do their thing i'll do my thing fair it's respectable yeah. No, tra- transitioning well off of what Dev said earlier, though, where he absolutely wants to kiss Billy G on the mouth. Uh, Bossman, why don't you tee it up for us? We, we got quite the event coming up here on, yeah. I believe it's the 17th of October. Yeah, so we, uh, we're we partnering with the, the Wild Ticket ticket Group and then uh, Billy G himself to do a little meet and greet for the fans. So anyone who buys the tickets through us, We'll get to go to a, a meet and greet where you can take a picture with him, get his autograph. And then uh, he's going to give like a state of the wild type of uh, preseason speech. Hopefully swears in it. That's what I'm, I've been telling him to do. I'm like, you you need to drop a couple swear words. Uh, I get if there's kids around, you might not want to. But if there are no kids in sight, you should let a couple F-bombs fly because the fans love the passion. But um, yeah, pin, pin tweet on the on the 10K Takes Twitter account and it's in the it's in the bio for uh for instagram and tiktok and all that stuff and yeah it's like it's like 39 bucks for a monday night against the abs plus getting to meet billy g and getting the speech so it's honestly a hell of a deal that's a win yeah no shit and i mean where where are things at right now i know you guys had a bunch of tickets to start like is it getting close to selling out do people still have time so i know like the section that um hoppy you you bought tickets in that we've all bought tickets in 230 um my parents tried to get tickets in that section this morning and she said it, my mom said it was sold out so i think like at least section 230 sold out i'm guessing some of the other ones are selling as well but we uh we filmed a couple things with bill thursday night at the game that we'll be releasing this week some other funny shit we did and uh let's just say i i have a skit in front of the green screen that involves russell wilson so Oh boy. Here's there's some elite promotion coming down the pipeline for this week. Love it. Everyone again, that pin tweet on 10k takes, or I just shared it as well. Again, everyone check it out. Try and get tickets before they sell out. Um I, explain to me how you guys managed to get this for a good game, though. Like I know last year when we did the cup snake, I'm like, yes, this makes the most sense in the world that we got the Arizona Coyotes game that we're promoting. Right. How did we get the defending Stanley Cup champions for this? I think truthfully it was because the last time we did a ticket pack that Tuesday against the coyotes for the cup snake, we sold like over 500. So they like, that was like an experiment. And now like they trust us and they're like, we're going to give you a better game. So I think we kind of had to get past the trial run of uh, last November. And now that we've proven we can, we can move tickets. They, uh, they get, they're giving us some better games. So sounds like this is like going to be one of many we do this season. So we got, uh, we're trying to think of some other ideas. I don't know. I've I've brought up to them multiple times like a teddy bear thing, like they did at that. I can't remember if that was like a minor league game or what it was, but you know, charity angle there. Um, maybe partnering with the children's hospital on something. Probably ripping another cup snake because why not? Those things, those things always play. And uh, we're gonna try in, nothing official yet. We're gonna try to push for one in the seats. Um, the difficult part of that is there's like season ticket holders who don't want to be a part of it. I totally get it. So, you know, if, if we can find a way to probably move them all around, we might actually be able to pull it off, but that's, uh, that's, that's just a pipe dream as of now. 
Well, I mean, you got to do it again to beat the the lacrosse team that stood you guys up, right? Yeah, dude, the fucking Colorado water, water moccasins. <laughs> I was so happy they lost. No, they won the PLL, didn't they? They're not in the. They're, they're not in the PLL. Oh, water, or, no, I'm thinking. I'm getting my meat, my leagues mixed up. Which yeah, so the ones that were douchebags that decided to do it without beer, they're in the NLL. That's like indoor box lacrosse. Okay. And the PLL, which is awesome, run by Paul Rabel, who basically said, like, fuck you to the MLL for being assholes and not paying people properly. He broke off and did his own league. It's a traveling league. They don't have any, like, home teams or anything. And the Water Dogs, who were the champions of the PLL this year, are, I don't know, like, to what extent it's real, but they're basically owned by the Pardon My Take podcast. Right. Which is incredible. Yeah, I saw their. I saw Billy smoking cigarettes with the with some of the guys <laughs> on the team. That was electric. But yeah, the 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 the, uh, the what are their actual name? Fucking Sammy Adams started calling them the water moccasins. The so mammoth. Like, the mammoth. That's it. Yeah. So the mammoth. It, it's not. They, a, did, they did win it. Not a legitimate record, but it gives us something to compete with. So I'm just gonna go with it at this point. I mean, you gotta have something to shoot for if you're at the top. So right, it works. Exactly. Plus, I love, plus, I, I love I mean, that the I, mean, uh, I love that the Wilds like the, the trial run to see if they could work with you guys was a fucking cup snake where people are just <laughs> deleting like a hundred beers and then stacking cups together like on the yeah. concourse. And like, all right, but, we trust them. We trust them. But if you think about it, like that's a good way to that's good. It's a good way for a business to make money is to is to encourage people. Not in, and there were people who were part of the Cup Snake like drinking pop. Like there were literally high school kids just crushing Mountain Dews for the cause. So <laughs> if you're if you're, no, if, you're if you're a business, yeah. if you're a business, this is a win-win because you know they make money and uh they were on ESPN the next morning. And uh we you know we get the we get the publicity for it. It's it's a fair trade. Love it. They did they did some good they did a hefty hefty chunk of business that uh that game too. Oh, yeah. fuck, dude. I, I had at we least two. eight beers. Yeah, I, I had uh, a large amount of there in there. I was drinking from North Carolina, and my wife comes down at like, I don't know, 1030. And she was like, what are you doing? And she just looks and sees like, I don't know, 12, 13 cans just like on the ground. She was like, are you OK? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She's like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> don't judge me. Yeah, dude, that's the drunkest I've ever been on a Tuesday. I can't. I came home, and uh, I just played Guitar Hero for like an hour straight. I was just screaming. I was like screaming, stricken. Remember, I think there's a, someone took a video of me doing it, but I'm like, oh, wow, and I'm like, just ripping the buttons. Like it was, it was pouring out too. So I was just soaked from sitting outside, like waiting for an Uber home. Oh my god, it was a shit show. Love it. All right, boys, any other thoughts here for the Minnesota Wilds forward depth chart right now? I think that the most interesting thing that people are waiting to see is who's going to center the third line and who's going to take Greenway's spot on the second. Like, are we happy with Jost and Steele filling those spots, or where are I, we at? I think, I think that's what it should be. I think that's what it will be. Dude, Jost is a wagon. This is going to be an insane season for him, especially after hearing all the shit he dealt with from leaving Colorado like yeah that guy's that guy's coming for blood this year so I'm I'm probably the most excited about him yeah all those shitbird abs fans that are just like oh we won the cup without you you fucking loser it's like oh okay cool you're doing that from an Instagram account you goddamn peasant 
Yeah, congrats to you, Avs fan five five one five eight two five three nine six. Yeah, it's just bunch. Of, it's just a bunch of porn guys out in Colorado just messaging <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> shit <laughs> that's who it is there's yeah. no one else doing it <laughs> no that's who it is no i felt i felt bad for josie because he's just catching flack for something that was not his not like not his decision and then like yeah. you know he played well here it's not like he played poorly well and the trade itself like jost is not he's not like a fourth line guy and what did the abs yeah. need? they needed a fourth line guy and that is nico sturm mm-hmm yeah, it's, you know, it, it worked out. Um, how about uh, how about the video the Wild released today of like Billy G telling Addison and Rossi they're on the team, and he just dude. just rips an f bomb like ten seconds. He's like, I don't know, I don't know that you, I don't know any of your fucking numbers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you won't find a more authentic person in that role than him. Yeah, like, yeah. You could try said, to make him be this like super professional. Like he's he can, he's not gonna do that. Like he's gonna he's gonna drop an f bomb in the middle of speech. When he said two is way more suited for a full-time NHL player, I ugly cried. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever be more excited for two prospects coming into the wild at the same time as I am for Rossi and Addison. I'm so fucking jacked up and everyone stop coming at me for the, like needing to change the Jersey number. I'm keeping that one. That's my OG. That's my ask you that. Oh no, I'm not going to do it. That's my proof that I liked him before he got called up. It's also like, if you're going to buy a jersey, the, the the name is like 99% of it. Like the number is whatever. Like for all the yeah. people who are like, God, now I have to buy a, a new Dalvin Cook jersey because he changes number to four. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you have you're the good now. You're fine. I like being different too. Like I like growing up, I loved Randy Moss and I refused to get a Randy Moss jersey because like every fucking kid in my class had a Randy Moss jersey. So like it plays. I'll probably be the only person at the X with a 59. I'll get. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I think uh, I think I saw that. Um, isn't Schuster going to take over fifty nine? Yes. So he I hope be... he asked permission first. <laughs> Unlike Talbot, who had zero courtesy and never reached out to Pateri Newmelin from multiple sources. Shameful. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Who took who took thirty three? I can't remember. Goose got it now. Yeah, that's right. I noticed that last night. I was like just thrown off. Yeah. Fucking dude, I was, I was just track. I so I played golf before the game yesterday, so I was just already trashed by puck drop and like people around us kept asking like where Suter was, and I just came up with a new one every day. I'm like, oh, or every time I was like, oh yeah, they just checked him into a home. Like he's he's in a, he's in a home now, but like he's getting picked up by one of those white buses that like drive senior citizens around. around. <laughs> he's on one of those buses right now, or like he's he's signing up for AARP. Like I. I just like I, I was just ruthless last night because I just fucking hate Suter. <laughs> <laughs> and for good reason. So yeah, I didn't really feel yeah. it's warranted. It's warranted. Yeah. I love well, I saw, Quick Trip though. What what love Quick Trip? Yeah, we gotta remake those commercials, by the way. We'll have to link up and do that together. Isha said that's the first thing he wants to do once he's here in a week. He's like, yeah. we're going out and we're just gonna refilm the the Suter commercials and we'll see if we can get any airplay with that. Has Isha or- seen those? Oh yeah, he's he's seen the spicy penne. Okay. Or we need to throw like Kirill Kaprizov in those commercials with just like very broken English, like chicken sandwich. Like <laughs> just, just, <laughs> they're like listing off random items. That would that be commercial. that would like, be the best thing they could do. For real yeah. shit. Yeah, that's perfect. 
80, 87% ethanol gasoline. <laughs> Morning sandwich. I love it. Um, quick, we'll throw up some of the comments here from the people joining in. Integrity Farms, what up? He's here. Shane, thanks for joining, even though Isha's not here. Love you, buddy. Um, I don't know what we were talking about, but I do. Uh, I know Matthew, what that was about. What What was the home run for? Yeah, tell me. Little, little, little chirp, little chirp of some outlet specific ah, in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's fair. Or as I call them, an outfit. Hey, <laughs> that was. Got him. <laughs> Uh, our boy Jeremy of Waconia Brewing. He's just here for the Golden Lights. Love it. Why? Yeah, I was gonna say, has, why has it? It, mixed it seems it seems like he would promote his own stuff, but that's okay. He's he's equal opportunity beer drinker. Uh, Tyler G, what's up, everybody? Everyone, anyone else grab Addison for Calder at plus? Holy shit, that's ten thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, before the line jumped, insanely easy value to throw a flyer on. Before it jumped, it was at plus ten thousand. What is it at? Well, now? I think I think by jumped he means like or it um, does jump. Pro- probably set it backwards. Yeah, probably means it like came way closer to earth. Yeah, he's still at plus ten thousand. Oh, all right. Jump in on it, people. That oh dude, him is the power play quarterback. I'm I'm not gonna sleep for like a week in a good way. <laughs> Poppy, are you um, just horned up about this right now? Oh, you just... So fucking horned up, you have no idea. Yeah um let's see what else we have here uh oh back to earlier uh jacob loves thpn jack ike goal for mvp uh, okay whatever uh wild haven't played a regular season game yet seth do you agree guys as i'm mean, sorry as as i was looking at this the odds just dropped to plus six thousand for addison damn i, I guess we're getting happened. way too much traction here all right uh, shout out Spoked Z once again, <laughs> cutting clips mid pod. Yep. <laughs> um, Dude, and then the I last noticed, one. I love when I love when Russo uses your clips in his blogs. Like I'm I'm reading, and then I just see your <laughs> I just see fucking Chara's face pop up, and I just start dying. It is outrageous, <laughs> like a, a so real funny. article, like a professional sports writer is using a Twitter account <laughs> yeah. that I made blackout drunk. And <laughs> the best part is that every once in a while, like it'll be like they'll add like. I think he was saying that it's like there's every day or every other day they do like an article in the New York Times. And so every so often his get picked. So he was like, yeah, I've had a couple that just showed up in the sports section of the New York Times. That's pretty cool. And then I'm sitting there laughing, thinking to myself, like, that means that, you know, zooted out of his mind, Zdeno Chara also showed up. That's right. That's right. Russo still owes you a beer, doesn't he? He does. We'll get get into that later when we break down the October schedule. Uh, Last one here that's going to transition us and actually take us uh, skipping the blue line depth chart and going right into goalies. Also from Jacob, Wild have a washed up goalie and a nobody in nets. Y'all hyping them up way too much. Uh, I got you to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago, buddy. Literally two years ago. But yeah, he's Don't be so mad at us because your stupid GM blew up the whole team for one guy. Yeah, and probably a little bitterness that we have flurry, huh? Yeah, it's gotta be. I was well, gonna say, yeah, it is fucking rich when a Vegas fan is like, oh, I don't know about the wild goaltending situation. <laughs> Who is your goaltender? Yeah. 
Fucking Logan Blair Thompson. is done for the season. Uh... Oh, wow. Yeah. This the, you? This, this you? The fucking <laughs> San Jose Sharks put up a touchdown? Okay. They put up oh, a Kirk Cousins. Now, yeah. interestingly enough, we, we have from 10K probably the two biggest flurry crushers here on the podcast. So let's hear it, boys. Like, what are our thoughts going into the first of his two-year extension? I mean, it's only preseason, but it looks solid right now. Um, I think Gustafson looks pretty solid right now. I mean, yeah, there's we don't really truly know, but from what we we can see, I think the, the tandem is going to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing that we were talking about last year was – Flurry and Talbot's styles were completely different, and the Wild literally never practiced a single time. I think I think it was I think it was one single time from the trade deadline to the end of the Blue series. So like they didn't really have a chance to understand that like Flurry's whole thing is I'm gonna stop it the first time. After that, you're kind of on your own. And so like you know they're used to Talbot who will let up an easy goal every once in a while, but then, you know, he just swallows the puck and just, he handles his rebounds a little bit better. But then you've got Marc-Andre Fleury doing cartwheels in the, in the net and kicking everything out. So everybody just wasn't used to the fact that, Oh, this puck is going to hit the wall as soon as it, you know, afterwards, it's not going to go in the net the first time, but then the second time, oops. Now we see what happens when you have a whole training camp and everything. Like the team just looks a lot more confident in front of him. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely have to be comfortable there. You got to think too, the defense, like, understands his style a little more because yeah when you just threw him in the in the middle of the year like naturally no one was on the same page and you know it was something to get used to but like what russo told us is like for french canadian goalies like they have a mindset of i make the first save and then you're you know you got to figure it out from the defense like so hence he makes all the crazy saves has bad rebound control because he literally it's not thinking about rebounds so it's just different, you know, different style. Well, and I sure. think the, I think the situations, especially in special teams, being improved is going to help because, as the broadcast noted uh, yesterday, the Wild had the worst save percentage on the penalty kill in the entire NHL last year. And so if the penalty kill is better, then the goaltending will not give up those types of goals, which will improve the goaltending. Yada, yada, yada. Love it. Uh, we got Jacob chiming back in here. Flower won't take your trash can team to the finals. And we have the best NHL goalie, a.k.a. Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Who oh, the same, either of those people. The same Aiden Hill that gave up nine. Was it eight or nine to the wild last year? I think it was eight, actually. Yeah. Put, that ba- put that back up. I need <laughs> to. Uh, I need to give... I don't even know if K-Fan will take this, but I'll try it. <laughs> Jack Eichel for MVP. I think this is a this is a parody account, right? It has to be. Gotta be. Uh, hey, by the way, um, you know, since we were talking betting odds and everything, uh, Flurry currently has the twelfth uh, best odds for the Vezina at plus three thousand. But you know, wash. I wouldn't say he's trash then. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. I mean, Jeremy I am... seems to kind of agree here that he's collecting Social Security along with a handful of the guys from the Mavs team. I mean, I like the the underhand shot at the Mavs, but I'm just not um, sure. 
Logan Thompson, since, you know, I figured since we've got the Vegas fan here, we might as well. Logan Thompson, for anybody interested, plus 7,500. Hey, there you go. Big money, if you actually believe. Ooh, Jeremy. This is All right, boys. One. Yep. Do we do we think the extension to keep math was just for uh, just to help him be a mentor for Wallstead? Uh, kind of how Rogers sat behind Favre for a few seasons to learn from one of the best. Sorry for the pack reference. Uh, Z, I'll kick that to you because I know this is one that you've kind of, well, not been a fan of popping up. What? Sorry, I was. Uh, you, you were clipping and throwing out. stuff up on the, the Twitter. Uh, yes. The idea of math just being here to be a mentor to Wallstead. I mean, I think maybe like that's in the thinking, but I don't think it was like the prime reason they extended them. Like they do like the goalie. They believe like when they signed Cam Talbot, they looked at the analytics and said where we allow high danger chances or like the kind of chances we give up. Like those are saves that Talbot generally makes. We don't have to go get another starting goaltender for more than like 4 million. So you'll think you look at Flurry first of all, like Billy G obviously knows them. They're comfortable with him. Um, and you know, last year was the first year that he ever switched teams midseason. He's been around for how long? So there's definitely a whole lot of things that weren't going in his favor, and the Wild kind of like fucking just fell apart in front of him quite often, especially in the playoffs too. Um, but I think again, like you said, like having a full off season, and now that he's going to be here to start, he's settled in. He's not adjusting while trying to play games to like moving to Minnesota and everything. Um, I do think that they like a lot what he has to offer. And I think part of the thinking, yeah, sure. Like I've been on the record saying, I don't think it's going to take Jesper Wallstead a whole lot of time before he's an NHL regular, just because the way that he plays. Um, so I think if you're looking for a guy to mentor, um, you know, in that second year, if it is the case where Wallstead comes up, I think that was probably part of the thinking, but I don't think it was necessarily like the prime reason they gave him the the second year. So I still like it because, again, you have a goaltender who a couple of years ago was a Vesna winner, and he's won a cup. He's, you know, been playing in the NHL as long as he have. He's one of the best, um, you know, goaltenders that have done it. So, um, and it's not expensive. So I think it's probably part of the thinking, like, yeah, this is the kind of guy that we'd want grooming a kid like Jesper Wallstedt to come up. But um, I don't necessarily think it's the driving factor between that second year. Well, and for me, if it's like to be a mentor, like I get it from like a preparation standpoint, being a professional, like mental side of the game. But like, could these goalies be any more different in how they approach the game? Like They're stylistically, so like They're so no. different. Yeah, it's not like Flurry's going to like take him under his wing and be like, hey, here's how you play in the net. Like, no, yeah, I'd probably over, hey, break him. <laughs> do you know how to do a backflip? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, uh, he literally did a somersault and threw his fucking stick in the air. It was incredible. He literally just threw it. Like his yeah. stick was in orbit as like, I was like, was he like half hoping like the puck might just like hit it like, in case mm -hmm. like, he's just like, <laughs> and he threw the fucking air. Like this is the best shit I've ever seen. If that worked, that would have been fucking incredible. But, uh, oh, yeah, it didn't no, work. I don't think Jack Ryan would have ever shut up. No, that, that, that would have been, that would have been, uh, clipped and posted multiple times. Yeah. Abused, abused. I, uh, I just Jeremy wants up. to correct himself real quick. AARP comment was in reference to Suter, not Marc-Andre Fleury. So <laughs> hmm. apologies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Suter, uh, Suter, Suter's in a home right now. I think he's getting spoon fed soup <laughs> for dinner. He's going to have an 8 p.m. bedtime. 
before he gets wheeled back into the back into his room. Says the Pledge of Allegiance every night before bed. <laughs> uh, Sean is clearly one of us. Uh, Thompson better than Flurry. Number one bullshit. I like that Kachina style, right? Wild logo. I remember that article that came out where it was like I did the Kachina style for every team's logo, and a lot of them look like shit, but that one looks good. I like it. No, I like, I like that it. too. Uh, one more thing on Flurry uh, that I just noticed. Um, it won't happen this year, but he is uh, 61 games away from 1,000 to become the fourth ever NHL goalie to do it. If Marc-Andre Fleury starts 61 games this year, we've got other problems. But, um, you know, that's doable for if he sticks around for next year, too. Like, that's, you know. What do you guys, think of, what do you guys think of Gustafsson, based on what you've seen? You think that was... You think you think that was a good bang for a buck or what? Just curious. I think it's too early to say, but I think if there's anyone that knows him, it's Bill Guerin. He was there in Pittsburgh when they drafted him before sending him off to Ottawa. I I don't think that they're expecting him to be anything more than he is. Like this is a guy that hasn't really had much of a look in the NHL and being able to play behind Flurry. Like that's kind of where we get into the discussion of like what should the split be? Because it's not going to be fifty fifty, but no. like. Dev, to your point, we don't want it to be 61 games for math this year. Like, what is the magic number where we want to see that split so that Gustafson's not being thrust in too quick, but Flurry's not going to break? I think 50-30. Yeah, I, I would say... <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking percentages. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, that's fair. I said that, I was like, ooh, that, that, that didn't sound good. That sounded real okay, stupid. But yeah, 50 games, 30 games, gotcha. <laughs> I'd go along a similar route with the hope that Gustafson plays well to where maybe he can, especially down the stretch, take a few of those starts to allow Flurry extra time to stay fresh. The thing I think that works for him is that he comes here and he's not expected to be the guy. He's not going to have to be like the wild didn't acquire him to be that goalie. Mm -hmm. Um, They acquired him as a piece getting rid of a goalie that didn't want to be here anymore. So I think the pressure will be less, which hopefully will give him an opportunity to just do his thing and not have to worry about all that external noise. And it seems like it's translated in the preseason so far. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I mean, hell, like I'm just looking at, I'm looking at his numbers from Ottawa and it's just, you know, it's no, no fancy stats or anything, but he can't, he got brought up after the trade deadline um, you know, when Ottawa's kind of out of it and they're just playing like fucking hockey. And, you know, he went five, one and two with a nine, three, three save percentage. He played pretty well. And then he only played 18 games in Ottawa last year. Um, and he had the same number of wins, which is unfortunate, but, um, you know, he obviously had a, a step down, but also that Ottawa team was trying and they weren't playing loose or anything. And they were bad. I don't know. I hope this isn't breaking news for anybody, but the Ottawa Senators were not a good hockey team last year. No, for sure. And I think, I mean, to that point too, Dev, I think we're going to find out pretty quick, like get partway through this year. If he can't play behind the Wilds defensive structure, then like, yeah, maybe the guy's either not ready or he's not going to be an NHL type guy. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, worst case too, like, okay, whatever you move on, you've got guys waiting in the wing, but Maybe this does end up being the guy that kind of ends up sharing a tandem with Wallstead for his first couple of years up and slowly transitions out to when Wallstead takes over. That would be delightful. I think that's a best case scenario. 
Sean saying 45 regular season plus 16 playoffs seems doable. Lofty, I... but I see where you're coming from. Oh, that would be just oh, 16 man. playoff games. Dude, I like I, it a lot. Uh... I, I was thinking of that like last year, just how stressful like the first round was. I'm like, I can't imagine doing this for like a month straight. Like I'd probably be a full blown alcoholic by then. <laughs> probably wouldn't even know how to speak English anymore. I like that you're implying that you're not already a full blown alcoholic. <laughs> He's a partial blown alcoholic. I would have been. I would have been fired from my full time job, and uh, I don't know. I probably would have. I probably would have had like a stomach ulcer or something from stress or a, a hernia. Dan Dunsmore, thanks for tuning in, Dan. Uh, they need a healthy goalie rotation. Goalies can't go weeks without playing. I don't disagree, but again, that just kind of goes back to Dev's uh, 50-30 comment. Like, I think that could be a pretty fair and healthy rotation. Two for you, one for me kind of thing. Boom, boom. Any last thoughts here, boys, before we transition over to the defensive depth chart? That's a hard no. All right. Looking at the blue line for this year, and I'm not sure what to make of it, guys. I know for opening night, it's supposedly going to be uh, Goligoski and Spurgeon. Brodeen and Dumba, Middleton and Addison, which I'm sorry, guys, like anyone that's seen uh, kicking and screaming, like that's the forming a mega person line. And that gets <laughs> me going like nothing. Uh, holy shit. Would you uh, say that then, you're a hot little potato right now? Oh, I'm a hot little potato right now. Yeah. <laughs> but then we've also like seen that there, there might be that some discussion. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I felt. <laughs> All right. Uh, so wrapping it up here on the soda pod. Um, so uh, no, and then we got we got Brodeen and Spurgeon potentially being deployed at home, which I don't know if that's going to be the case early going here. If that's something that they just want to have in the back pocket with then Middleton and Dumba and Goligoski and Addison. Like, what do we think in general about the concept of having home pairings and road pairings? I love it. I love it so much. Hockey is one of the only sports that actually has like a an actual advantage built into the being the home team so why not use it like if you know like like if we're playing the oilers and we know that they're going to put out you know mcdavid dry sidle and i don't know jesse pulyarvi because apparently he's who everybody wants to be the best player in the world anyway um you promised you wouldn't do that that was that was okay i couldn't control myself anyway so yeah uh mcdavid dry and whoever jack (laughs) and so we know, okay, we've got to shut these guys down. And then we can just put out Brodeen and Spurgeon, our two best our two best defensively-minded defenders, and just shut that down. It makes so much sense. Use that advantage. But then when you're on the road and you have to mix it up a little bit, you know, maybe like you have to put your guys out first, so spread the love a little bit. Make it a little bit more even. It makes so much sense to me. I love it. It makes like, – I, I – relish in the idea of of this team doing something a little bit unorthodox because i can't remember i'm sure it's happened before but i can't remember the last time that a team did like a true home road split for their lines well and using it against a team a little closer to home in the avs being able to uh, talk about those those, bitches throw those two out there against the uh the mckinnon line it's gonna be real nice but um yeah i just i like that we have I like that we are going to have options. Apologies, Dev. Um, I like that we're going to have options because I think with how well this team worked last year, there just wasn't a tendency to 
need to switch things around, but the coaching staff learned from what happened last year. And so now they've given themselves options to do this with the decor, do this with the lines. Yeah, whatever. Like it just, it's nice to have more cards in the deck than just one or two. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 No, I like, yeah. I think this team yeah. shot themselves in the foot so many times where they're just so dead set on like lines being the exact same every single game. The defensive pairings never really switching up aside from like guys getting called up. So I think um, it'll be good just to see what different options can like offer. So, and I don't think it'll be a uniform thing either. Like, I don't think it's going to be you know, this is our home lineup and this is our way. Like, I think there'll be a lot of like in-game stuff that happens, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if like, if Brodeen does end up playing with Spurgeon a lot, like I'd like to see if he can kind of unlock a little bit more offense there and he's not as worried defensively or realistically even spending that much, as much time in the defensive zone. Um, Cause that in, in an ideal world, like they have the puck. So um, I'm kind of curious if that can like unlock his offense because I think there is more in there. Like we saw a little bit of it during the COVID shutdown year, where they were throwing him out there on a little bit more like power plays. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see if there is more there. Like I think that there's like the tools that he has and like the shots okay, the skating's elite, um, and he's just really smart. So I'd like to see him unlock a little bit more offense and be used um, in that role more. So. I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see. But again, I think the the big draw there is just like just seeing what you do have and trying different things because um, I think they have to. Otherwise, they're just going to be the same team every single year. Fair. Everyone yeah, knows how I feel about adding Addison. Like, is there anything else in these pairings that excites people or that you're not happy about? I really, <clears throat> I'm excited to see the mega the mega person. If they actually do that, because I don't know. How tall is Addison? Like 5'10? I think he's 5'11. 5'11. Okay. He's the same size as Kale McCarr. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that he's a little person. I'm just same saying. Same player, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Down boy. Um, I'm not saying that he's like a small guy or anything. I'm just, I am more saying he's smaller than Andre Schuster because I think everybody is at this point. He's got to be the biggest guy in the league now. Six eight, right? Chara retired, so I think I can't think of anybody that's bigger. Anyway, um, I really want them to just one time. It doesn't. Even, it can just be in warmups, just in like a morning skate or warmups or whatever. Just put them up on the shoulders and just skate around. <laughs> just for comedic reasons, but he's got to take his skates off, or he'll or he'll slice his fucking neck open. So I have faith. I have do, faith that he doesn't need to do that. I'll do a blades of glory. You want to, I, was, avoid I knew that's where you're going to go with that. <laughs> Love it. Dude, I, the mat, the matching stashes too. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, can we clarify one thing quick? Cause I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter that seem to have missed this. There's not going to be any return play against cam Talbot on October 27th because he's hurt. Yeah not going to play yeah he uh he fucked up it's a ubi um he's out for i think seven weeks i've seen a couple of people suggest that cam talbot is going to stand on his head against the wild and that the wild are going to lose that game he's i not... love i love how people are coming out too and being like see it was such a good idea that the wild traded him like 
you fucking morons. You think that that like he was going to mm. get injured regardless? Like he took a puck to the tit in a game that the Ottawa Senators were playing. <laughs> people are coming out too and being like, "See, it was such a good idea that the Wild traded him." Like you fucking morons. You think that that like who just did that? What just Why? happened? Are we on replay? Did Z just clip this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we so we just saw him working live. That's great. Thanks. Steve. I did not do that, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> we just get like a good eight second tape delay. Somebody didn't hit the dump button, I guess. Fuck. Oh shit. Anything else you guys want to cover with uh, the defensive depth before we jump into, uh, I guess, previewing the October schedule for the Wild? Let's talk October. Spooky season, baby. Spooky season, baby. All right. On the other side, we will break down the October schedule. Looks like you guys are ready for the next level. Smaller targets. 